The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily say to reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 16th of October, 2021. I am your host, Bad Billy, and we got a great show lined up for you, especially if you're into the political talk we do here on Outlaw Radio. Yes, uh, my first guest in the first hour will be Mike Miller. You've heard him on the show before. He's actually going to be running for office right here in the state of Idaho, and he's going to describe more of that. In the second hour, I'm going to be speaking with Hidian Joubert out of South Africa, who's going to help me understand the gun laws in South Africa a little bit better. In the third hour, I'm going to be paying tribute and celebrating the life of a good friend of mine and a good friend of AOW Productions. With all that said, I want to cue the first song of the show. This is Muzzy Braun with Yankee Fork. Now I'll be back with the discussion with Mike Miller right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio. Sunbeam Dam, one of the prettiest spots in Idaho, couple hundred thousand acres of green land. Gotta find me a woman to keep me warm. It gets cold in the wintertime, 13 miles up the Yankee Fork in Idaho. She don't gotta be a pretty one, she don't even gotta be too bright. Bake me bread in the morning time, keep me warm, treat me right at night. Chop the wood, do the hunting, I'll give her just a little extra something. She spend the winter with me in Idaho. A mountain woman is hard to find. She can't be packing no city mine. It's just a man and the mountain air. They gotta show each other they care. A winter lasts at least four months without going anywhere. If you can't get together for that short time, you're in for a lot of despair. 
the Yankee Fork. Saw her sitting on a sunbeam dam. One of the prettiest gals in Idaho told her all about my cabin and land. Then I dropped a hint about needing a woman to keep me warm in the wintertime. Thirteen miles up the Yankee Fork in Idaho. Said hell she didn't care About my greasy beard and hair Said she liked the bacon in the morning But then she said man Well I gotta warn you Cause I've been looking for a man To keep me warm in the winter Sometime, someplace, somewhere in Idaho I said ma'am how far do you plan to really go She said 13 miles up the Yankee Fork in Idaho Hey there, Thrill Seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you, you're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah blah drink in a can or bottle, one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey, the best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey, 100% all-natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning-after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. They say it's not good to burn your bridges, but it does keep the crazy people from following. Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, ma'am. Please don't touch. When I was young, I was told to hold my tongue. I was told if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. But now I'm older, and I see that we live in a world where nice just won't cut it. So instead, I speak my mind. Speak out against injustice. Freedom of speech. It's your First Amendment. Protect it. This message was brought to you by the NAE Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association. So you go into your sporting goods or firearms store to get that gun and ammunition you've been wanting to buy, only to find out that the store doesn't have it. Worse yet, the shelves are bare. They're empty. Ugh. Well, that's why there's GunBroker.com. You want it? GunBroker.com's got it. Guns, gun parts, ammo, ammo storage, reloading equipment, binoculars, scopes, sights. Did I mention guns? Pistols, rifles, handguns, shotguns, machine guns, paintball guns, archery supplies, tools, jewelry, watches, even musical instruments and gear. Yes, GunBroker.com has those too. I'm telling you, they have it all. There are even auctions where you can bid on certain items. The folks at GunBroker.com know their stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years with over 6 million happy registered users. Why not become one of them? GunBroker.com. Go there. Check it out. Register today. It's 100% free. GunBroker.com. GunBroker.com. Hey, I'm Nick. 
And you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Yankee Fork by Muzzy Braun. Now it's time for Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk with Mike Miller. Here we go. Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make America great again. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk, I want to welcome back Mike Miller to the show. Mike, how have you been since the last time you've uh, made your last appearance? Been good, been good. Definitely, definitely very busy, but it's awesome to be back. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. So there's uh, there's some uh, basically some new challenges uh, you're facing going on here. Uh, you decided to start your own campaign, but uh, well, yeah, we're we're definitely going to get into that. But uh, there's also uh, there's also this uh, matter, this stupid matter, this unconstitutional bullshit with this vaccine, and uh, you may be losing your uh, position of employment where you're at right now, from what I understand. Correct. That's what, uh, on the 19th. So on Tuesday, um, they're bringing in, uh, people to, uh, as it sits right now at the correctional facility that I work at, uh, 60% of the staff will be sent home as of Tuesday. Wow. So, and, and this is all based on the vaccine and their mandate. Correct. It's all Correct. That's all vaccine mandate. Um, I had put in a uh, medical exemption because I had uh, have, I had COVID uh, back in November. I tested positive for the antibodies um, and looking at some of the science on that, that I'm more protected in a lot of respects that way. And we actually uh, filed a class action lawsuit against the state, but because uh, they denied my medical exemption stating that um, natural immunity isn't a thing and that it doesn't count. So they say that you either need to get the vaccinated or your services are no longer required. I just, I just don't get it here. Here it is too. This is a, uh, this is a virus with a, what, uh, well, well over 98% survival rate. I'm not going to say that the that the virus isn't serious because it has affected a lot of people, but uh, you, you know that I mean this is exactly what what was said from the beginning a government pandemic. because uh, when when have they ever ever shoved a, tried to shove a vaccine down your throat? When have they ever done this shit? Well, the unfortunate part is that starting in 1905 is when they started doing this and there's actually supreme court precedent that allows states to do what they're doing that's why that's why you see the state individual states doing this and not the federal government because of the 
um, that nine unelected officials have been able to deem the st uh, states have the right to force the populace to um, be vaccinated, which I I disagree with. I think that everyone should have the ability to choose what they inject or ingest into their own body, that it shouldn't be my decision or your decision to do that. But um, unfortunately, as it sits, there's Supreme Court, court precedent saying that uh, much of what these people are doing, they're allowed to do. And I've done a little research into some things that's going on with this so-called vaccine. Um, yep. Uh, basically, I think that it's a, uh, you know, they're, they're using us as lab rats is what they're doing. You know, as a lot of people who have been vaccinated, um, you know, so are have, there's a lot of people out there having complications, blood clots and stuff like that. Then, uh, yeah, one, one other person, uh, was, uh, I, I don't know where this was. I, I'll have to find the article somewhere, but I guess uh, they had cancer a couple years ago, went into full remission, fully recovered and all that, got the vaccine, the cancer came back, the person, uh, the cancer came back with a vengeance, mind you, and the person is gone. You know, so we have yep. things like that going on too. And that's why I think you should, so you take like my employer, for example, that if I if I force you to do something, well, in my mind, I should be held liable if there's negative side effects. With this, they, the vaccine companies and your employer that's forcing you to do this, they are shielded from that. So if you die or you get a blood clot or no matter, you know, if you have any adverse reaction to it, that's, that's your problem, not theirs. And I don't know. What do you think uh, down down the road? You know, we see all these uh, these commercials on TV. Like, uh, if you've had asbestos exposure, you may be entitled to some compensation. You know, you see you seen ads like that on TV. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think uh, if you had the COVID vaccine back in twenty twenty or or twenty twenty one, you may be entitled to some compensation? I don't know. What are the odds? Well, see, uh, the odds of that are, um, I would say, are zero because you look at the state of Idaho, they had the legislator and governor signed off on the uh, that they're immune from that, that the vaccine companies are immune from that, that um, and they've already uh, federally and statewide have shielded these humongous pharmaceutical companies. And you look at what was, um, how many billions was it that Pfizer just had to pay out for uh, issues with one of their medicines uh, a couple of weeks ago? I can't remember. I remember seeing the news story a couple different places, but they just had to pay out billions of dollars because of um, issues with a medication that they had developed um, a few years back. You know, there, there are some other things that are even scarier. And I mean, you, you refer to, you want to refer to the book of revelations. We're talking, this, this is really scary. I had, there's a video out there. I saw one woman who, um, she took her uh, dog to the vet not too long after she got the vaccine and she went to scan the dog's chip and the, and the little uh, scanner there picked up a reading on her right around where she got the jab. And, mm. Yeah, well, I know that there's been, yeah, there's been a, a lot of uh, reports and things of that, but I, I think that 
if if nothing else, at the bare minimum, this is a dry run for Book of Revelation type stuff because you look at, you know, that if you don't have the mark of the beast, that you can't, um, you know, take part in, uh, you know, the market system and go into the store and things like that. Well, with this, without your vaccine card and your ID, that you can't um, take part in these, uh, you know, you can't go to a bar, you can't go to a restaurant, you can't go to a concert and all these different areas that you can't, um, you know, do all these things um, unless you show proof that you were in compliance with what the government wants. And in my mind, having, you know, read through Revelation many times that it, at the minimum, this is, a, in my opinion, a dry run for that. Oh, I have no doubt about it, of course, right now. I mean, they're not saying anything about the right hand or the forehead. So basic, So that right there, it's the, we're not there yet. But uh, We're yeah. not there yet, but it's, I see it as conditioning. They're conditioning the populace to, this is a good idea. We're just trying to protect you. You need to fall in line. Well, you know, what's your problem? Why won't you let us protect you? And, you know, just have this passport, have this thing. Well, eventually it's going to be, well, how much easier would it be if we just did a chip uh, in your arm? Because then you just scan the chip. It's it's secure. It's easy. You don't have to carry around a wallet anymore. We get away from the cashless system. It's all cryptocurrency type stuff. And, you know, you don't have to carry around this bulky purse anymore or wallet. It's all it's all right there. It's all easy. You know, we're making your life easier. You know, wouldn't you want your life to be easier? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. They're basically... Uh... Yeah, just like it says there, that picture with a with a like a four or five Native Americans says, Tur- "Turn in your weapons; the government will protect you." You know, so they're basically trying gonna gonna try that again. Well, as as this corrupt system that we've had for a long, long time has always done. Yeah, that's people in power always seem to want more power. You know, there's there's definitely some that are fighting for the for the people but unfortunately that's the minority not the majority yes yes uh, and um you know i think i think they're the the people the average citizen the you and the you's and me's out there don't realize how much power re, we really have you know i mean i mean we could we could start a a successful revolution against the government, but they got, you know, it's like, say you and you and I might are going to take our stand. You know, the, the thing is though, is that the government has so many people afraid and so many good people afraid that they're not going to do it. You know, they're going to stand in the shadows and hide, you know, I mean, yeah. well, the government, the government only has as much power as we give them. And unfortunately, They've been able to fearmonger people into, hey, you just have to follow Big Brother and let Big Brother take care of you. And then they demonize people like you and I start trying to call us, you know, uh, racist or, um, you know, terrorists that if I speak out on a school board, I'm all of a sudden a domestic terrorist. Uh, how, how about that, too? You know, if, if a critical race theory is the biggest crock of horseshit. I mean, and if people would listen to, uh, you know, like Malcolm X, even in his own words, warned against things like critical race theory. Uh, and we're talking, yeah. we're talking one, one of the supreme 
black speakers of all time. You know, and, and he said it's the white liberal that keeps that keeps uh, black people in chains. And, and of course, who who pitched in the idea for Black Lives Matter? It was white liberals, of course. You know. Yeah. So. And it's not that they care about uh, minorities or uh, black people or anything like that. It's, in my opinion, a power and control move. It is. That's exactly what it is. It's all about control. It's all about power. You know, it's it it's a bunch of bullshit is what it is, quite frankly. You know, if you speak out against critical race theory, parents, it's like, I don't want my, my kid learning that bullshit. Oh, th- those parents are being labeled as domestic terrorists. How about that? Yeah. And that's how they, and you know, no one wants to be called a terrorist. No one wants to be called a racist, but they start trying to push these labels on patriots, freedom loving Americans. And they're like, well, I don't want to be called that. So they back down to that pressure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they've, they've used all this bullshit as the ultimate weapon, you know, to, to yep. get, get that good fear mongering in and, you know, and now, and now the the Constitution is nothing more than uh, a document of white supremacy. The yeah. the bill yeah. the Bill of Rights is all about white supremacy. The reason why there's a Second Amendment is to protect white supremacy. Okay, if that's the case, then why was the NRA trying to help arm arm uh, former slaves because of? Uh, of people, uh, of Southerners who didn't want to realize that they lost the war and slavery was illegal. And they, so they kept on harassing black families and, you know, taking them out, putting a burlap sack over their head and going out and flogging them or beating them to death while the NRA said, Hey, you need to protect yourself. In fact, we're, we'll be, we'll be happy to teach you how to, how to properly handle the weapon and properly defend yourself. So, yep. So yeah, oh, but 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 this is all about white supremacy. It's it's just garbage, complete. Yeah, garbage. it's just garbage. It's it's a vehicle that they use to gain more power and more control. Yes, yes. So, uh, it's as for you, you know, you've had enough. You're you're ready to fight in your own way, which is why. Yep. You're gonna you're gonna dip your hand into the polit- political bucket. You're actually running for office. Yes, sir. That is correct. Uh, 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 what what office are you running for? Uh, so, state legislator uh, here in the uh, Idaho state, Idaho Canyon County area, uh, District Ten, Seat B, is uh, actually what I'm running for. So. And as a Republican, I take it because you really can't choose between two uh, out of the two parties, of course. Yeah, because it's I mean, unfortunately, we're I mean, we're kind of in a single party system uh, when you look at everything. But it's, you know, two party where it's either Republican or Democrat. I mean, I I'm a conservative libertarian. But if I run like on a conservative ticket, unfortunately, a lot of people vote for the R for the D. And so, you know, in order to have a, a chance at winning, you know, 
of going under the Republican name. Um, you know, I've been a registered Republican since I was 18 um, in every election that I've ever voted in and stuff like that. But, you know, there's a lot of us freedom-loving people that are like, you know what, it's time to kick out the rhino establishment that they're Republican only in name, that they're really Democrats, but yeah, it's time to send them on their way, get them out. Now, Brad Little, yeah, he's, of course, uh, <laughs> it was, by the way, how, how about that? When when uh, when Joe Biden made his appearance in Boise, um, the majority of the people that went to see him were, weren't there to give him a, a warm welcome. You know, <laughs> and then, and then yeah. the, the fall. Yeah, there was thousands of people there that you know, yeah, weren't his biggest fans. We'll say, and and even more shocking is uh, the very next day he he's in Sacramento, California, and there's a long line of uh, he's running through a long line, almost a tunnel of Trump supporters in Sacramento. Yeah. So yeah, people. I think across this country, people are starting to get fed up. I there's even progressives that I know that are like, "This is not what we're about. You're destroying our country." You know this? No. Yeah, yeah and I, anybody who's anybody knows I can't stand the progressive movement, but uh, mm. and there there are people out there saying, "Yeah, I voted for Biden and I regret it. We I thought things were bad under Trump, but this is not what I expected." You yeah, know, this is it's, it's kind of kind of like the the hyenas who fell for scars bullshit in the Lion King. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I mean, because look at how inflation is just on the on the on the fastest rise that I've ever seen. I mean, we're talking worse than two thousand eight when I saw gas prices damn near five dollars a gallon, and 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 now, wow, the inflation, like I said, the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, all the prices. I mean, beef's double the price. Steel is been climbing and climbing everything you know uh loaf of bread milk the you know the daily items that you provide for yourself and your family um yeah every inflation is insanely out of control and you're gonna kill middle america and lower class america like it's they can't they can't this can't be sustained and and then of course you know we we look at uh, all the all these places that are hiring, but nobody wants to work. I've I've never seen this before in my life. I mean, oh oh yeah. So we're just Uncle Joe will take care of us with the, with these checks. You know, I mean, I, socialism is a wonderful system until you run out of other people's money. <laughs> yeah, know, the bottom. Yeah, Venezuela did great up until you know they ran out of everybody's money. And now look at it. Yeah. I mean, God, you can get killed in Venezuela just for an orange. As one man was murdered just because he he hadn't eaten in, what, a few days, and he finally got an orange. He got killed and robbed for it. You know, Mm. so, oh, yes, uh, crime rates just skyrocket under a a communist socialist regime. Lord have mercy. So, yeah, it's... so 
in, in your campaign, uh, what is it that you you bring to the table that you that you present uh, that think you you think you can make some changes and uh, help the community at for once? Well, for me, like the biggest thing to me is freedom and liberty, and I know like that gets pushed around maybe a, a lot, but for me, that's the basis of as being a conservative libertarian, I believe that you and I should be able to make our own decisions and that for the most part and everything, the government should be staying out of it. And my opponent on three separate occasions has brought bills forward to try to limit uh, the first amendment and people's free speech. He's pushed warrantless arrests and things like that, where I'm like, no, these, this can't happen. We need to encourage public discourse. We need to, um, you know, have accountability and transparency, um, you know, and promote, um, our abilities to make our, our own free choices on, if you want to get vaccinated, you can, you should be able to get vaccinated. If you don't want to get vaccinated, you shouldn't be forced to do that. Like the Idaho legislator had a bill that was uh, killed off by the rhino establishment. And, you know, I would do everything in my power to see bills that promote uh, not only my, my own personal freedom and liberty, but those of my neighbors and even the people that I disagree with um, politically that are on the other side of the aisle, that if it is something that um, helps strengthen your um, your liberty, your freedom, your ability to um, live your life as you see fit, um, that you should be able to, you should be able to have that. I agree. I, I agree there. It's, it's, a, it's insane what it's, it's, it's come to, you know, and you know, there's, I want to bring this up too, is uh, there's somebody I went to college with right here in Twin Falls a little over 20 years ago. And I couldn't fucking stand him. He 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 was he was such a bully. Yeah, it, it's and we're t- we're talking basically. He goes from high school to college, and he do, he and and he still, you know, it has has that mentality that he's better than everybody. And you know, you know the you know the guy you walk uh, if you walk by him, he's gonna push you or something like that. You yep. know, just to show off his how superior he is. Well, now he's up in McCall. And uh, I guess he's like a parole officer or something, and uh, people want him gone, you know, because he's, from what I understand, and I can't prove this, and I, you know, just, uh, I I will be fair and not mention his name, but I guess he's the dirty type that's, that, uh, you know, he'll come in and do his, uh, you know, you know, you meet with the probation officer, parole officer, whatever. He's the type that'll plant dope somewhere in the corner of your house. So he can get the hmm. satisfaction of, of throwing you back in jail. He's that type. Yeah. That's, I mean, I support law enforcement, but stuff like that, like, no, you need to be kicked out. You need to be charged. You need to be held. If you're breaking laws and rules as an authority figure in the community, whether you're elected official or, you know, police, fire, any, any part of authority like that, like you should be held criminally liable for those actions. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a, there was a petition to have him removed from, from his, uh, his, his, uh, 
position of authority, but uh, I don't know where it's gone. And I, I put a comment up there. I said, you know, I went to college with this man. Um, you know, I lived at him and I both lived in the dorms and I see obviously that, that his mentality of always trying to be as, as so dominant is, uh, has not changed, you know, and, and he even said, though, this is why I brought him up, is he said back then, some, some people don't deserve, or some people are too stupid, and they don't deserve a First Amendment right. <laughs> you know, I reminds me of the New York governor that said, hey, we need to tax the poor because they're too dumb to know what to do with their money, and we're better off with it than they are. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, this guy obviously doesn't, he understands constitutional rights because why else would he be attacking people's constitutional rights? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And what, what does he have to gain? And for me, like First Amendment, all, all of our constitutional rights, that in order for me to have the First Amendment right to say whatever I uh, want to say that you should have the right, same right, whether I agree with you or not, doesn't matter that we should both have the same equal right to speak freely, um, as, as we see fit, not, well, you know, you can only say, um, things that I agree with. And we see that all over the place on social media and everywhere. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, you got to watch what you say on Facebook. I'm kicked off Twitter because I said uh, I I I was speaking my mind on pedophiles. You know, I mean, pedophiles are are low life criminals. Why do you think uh, pedophiles are 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 the most ostracized when they go on the inside? I mean, they're hated by people on the mm -hmm. outside, and then of course, if you're a pedophile going to prison, uh, <laughs> oh boy, when they find out what you are. Mm -hmm. You're a target, you know. I mean, I mean, even even inmates yeah. have their own justice system, you know. And I I said I so said I said pedophiles, you know, des deserve the death penalty. And of course, well, I got banned from Twitter for st saying that. You know, you can't you can't speak out against pedophiles now, or you're you're some kind of phobe now. So here's a question for you: Why do you think that social media companies and the media are trying so hard to shelter and protect pedophiles? Um, because I, I think they want to corrupt out. They want to corrupt our children. They want, obviously they're, you know, they, if, if it's one thing, they got uh, transgenders having story time with preschoolers. Yeah. Now, and then they have uh, strippers. I mean, I know we're talking actual real women going in and dancing on a pole half naked in front of five-year-olds, you know, and what's that right there. You, t you know, I, I just watched some interviews, uh, with, uh, with t the last interview with Ted Bundy. And he, he, he said to Dr. James Dobson that, uh, he talked with, um, he dealt with other violent men in the prison system and every single one of them had some kind of tie to pornography. You know, and also Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, before he started his uh, his spree of the, those horrible murders in the Los Angeles area, he had, he had a relative who showed him like hustlers and playboys and penthouses and all that. You know, so hmm. I'm I I think they're you know they're trying 
if they're not trying to, if they're creating more serial killers, they're working on making more future pedophiles and perverts out there. Trying to sexualize young kids who know nothing about this. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll admit, when I was nine years old, I had an uncle who showed me some Playboy magazines, but, you know, uh, play, Playboy is one thing, and then you have hardcore porn like Hustler. But, um, you know, and, and, I, and I, I didn't spend hours looking at them. You know, like people like Ted Bundy spent hours looking at pornography at very young ages. So the, yeah. this, this is actually very, very dangerous when we think about it with people like Ted Bundy and Richard Ramirez. Yeah. And whatever happened to all the people that, you know, were supposedly engaged with Epstein? Welcome to Pedophile Island, right? Yeah, because, uh, yeah, Steve, yeah, Stephen and I talked about this uh, last week, Hollywood uh, sexual predators. You know, yeah. I, I mean, Ep, Epstein, like I said, you know, to, to quote Abraham Ford from uh, The Walking Dead, uh, loose ends make my ass itch. That's basically what the Clintons did with him. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So, um, so have you begun any funding or anything like that or any fundraising for uh, your com campaign at all? What's going on there? How yeah. So we're actively, um, I'm actively, uh, camp, uh, uh, fundraising for the campaign. We can't, uh, officially file with the state, um, that we're running until February, but we are, uh, legally allowed to, um, be fundraising and stuff like that. And looking, I mean, as just somebody that's, you know, done construction most of their life and went from construction to law enforcement, you know, I don't make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year or whatever, but, um, going off of what, um, my opponent has spent, I'm looking to have to probably make somewhere or, uh, um, raise roughly around 30 to $50,000, um, and funds to do that. That's not something like I'd love to be able to self fund myself, but you know, we're not able to do that. So I'm, uh, you know, working with local businesses, um, and just regular Patriot Americans that are, you know, 10 bucks, 50 bucks, um, you know, up to, up to a thousand and, you know, just doing everything we can to, to fight the rhino establishment and get them out and uh, hopefully make freedom great again in America. Yes, indeed. It, it's going to take people like you to, to do this. We, we also got to get this message out there that uh, the American people have got to stop being afraid, you know, quit buying into this fear mongering. And I know it's easier said than done, but I still got to say it. You know, we have more power than we realize. It's just that yep. we're, we're, we're being told that, you know, made to believe we're being hypnotized, brainwashed that we don't have this power. We, if, if the American people, if the American public really knew how much power they, we really have, I mean, this, this government would be done. You know, and I think, and they push that. And so I think that's why it's important and imperative, you know, their strength in numbers and realize, Hey, you know, we probably agree on, on a ton of stuff and we need to 
come together as patriots, as Americans, and look for people, you know, even if, uh, you know, myself, other people, that there's a lot of people that are trying to fight the establishment. And if you're like, you know, I don't want to run for office, um, you know, I don't want to um, necessarily be out on the front lines, but I'm willing to help in different little ways that, you know, everybody has their part that, um, you know, just like the Bible talks about that, uh, you know, the body has many parts. There's arms, there's legs, there's eyes, um, you know, there's, there's toes, there's all of these parts of the body. And if we desire to have a red wave in uh, 2022, 2024, like it's going to take everybody on board doing what they can, you know, if that's, you know, if all they can do is, uh, looking at candidates that are in their area or across America and they're like, you know what, I agree with what this person's doing. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, um, reach out to them on social media or on their website and give them 10 bucks. If that's, if that's all you can do, that's something, but finding a way that you can be active, you know, maybe help them with door knocking or, um, you know, sharing their posts on social media, finding a way to um, be active. You know, and let me emphasize one other thing too. I mean, I don't know how many times we've heard, you know, the, the big boys will say, oh, they can't touch us. They're just a bunch of farmers with pitchforks. Well, uh, let me tell you, um, let's, let's just say that uh, – to start off the, the uh, successful American revolution against the British were farmers with pitchforks. Uh, in South yeah. Africa, the, the Anglo-Boer War, even though the British won in the end with dirty tactics by putting their women and children in internment camps, the British were getting their ass kicked by a bunch of farmers with pitchforks, and they were the supreme army in the of the world at that time. So a, a bunch of farmers with pitchforks can do a lot. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I, I, I don't like the example, but you look at Afghanistan, look at what the Taliban were able to do. And I don't blame the boots on the ground. I blame the leadership. But, you know, Uncle Joe said that we needed F, F-15s and nuclear weapons to um, take over the government. Well, the Taliban didn't need that much. Nope. They were basically themselves farmers with pitchforks, sort of speak. You know, and I, you know, I... I mean, that's a totally different conversation and yeah. I disagree with much of what happened there and what was going on. Um, as do I, but, but, but yeah, the Taliban started as an organization. In fact, you know, we can look at, uh, look at, uh, the Taliban and take some example, even though we're talking about pure evil. Yeah. 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 yeah there was, you know, it took them what, two weeks to take their country back over because of horrible decisions made by our president. And so it's, we, we are told by the media that it's impossible to take, to take our country back, to go back to conservative idea, uh, to conservative principles, but it just takes a group of people to stand up and say enough is enough and to become active, to become, I think just becoming vocal, um, and their displeasure for what's happening and saying, Hey, what can we do? So here in Idaho, like we have uh, the November 2nd election, which is mostly um, city councils and school boards. Well, you find the people that you agree with, uh, the conservative um, 
people that are just kind of starting out, uh, libertarian type people and get behind them and say, Hey, you know, how, how can I help you? So there's one lady we're helping here on the, uh, try to get on the school board that the school board leaders actually huge black lives matter, huge CRT. And we're like, Hey, what can we do to, to get you in? And, you know, going out and helping them, helping our door knock, um, and visiting with people and saying, Hey, this is what's happening in your schools. Cause a lot of people don't even realize what's happening in their own neighborhoods, what's happening in their schools, what their city city council was doing. Cause they're so busy, you know, providing for their family. They're busy out there working, doing what they're supposed to be doing. And, you know, they don't necessarily have time to keep their finger on the pulse of everything that's happening, but we're, you know, getting together and saying, Hey, let's go visit with your neighbors and share with them. Hey, this is what's happening. Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, Mike, I hate to say it, but we are out of time for this segment. I want to thank you once again for joining the show and uh, I want to wish you best of luck in your campaign and uh, definitely will help you to push that more and more as time comes. Um, uh, if uh, people want to go to support you, where can they go to? So uh, millerforidaho.com. Uh, you can visit me there uh, or look for uh, Miller for Idaho and look for the guy with the big beard on Facebook, Instagram. Reach out to me. Love to talk to um, to people about all their thoughts. So, All right. Well, hey, I, I appreciate uh, your time. Best of luck to you in the future. And we're going to, hey, we're, we're going to, uh, I'm going to keep in touch with you. I'm sure this is not your last appearance because we got to talk more about this soon. Definitely, definitely. All right. Well, got to hit the music set, but uh, again, uh, thank you so much. You take care. You too. Thank you. All right. There you have the discussion with Mike Miller. It's time to go to the first music set. Coming up, we have Tom McDonald, going to be followed by Hydrogen, Nikki Breyer, Burden, and Madison Rising. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth? It's crazy, I'm the one who they labeled as controversial And Cardi B is the role model for 12-year-old girls There's rappers pushing Xanax at the top of the billboard But if I mention race in a song, I'm scared I'll get killed for it It's backwards, it's getting exponentially dumb It's more difficult to get a job than purchase a gun Eminem used to gay bash and murder his mom And now he doesn't want fans if they voted for Trump We're ashamed to be American You should probably love it Cause you have the right to say it and not get strung up in public As children, we were taught how to walk and talk But the system wants Adults to sit down and shut up Cancel culture runs the world now The planet went crazy Label everything we say is homophobic or racist If you're white then you're privileged Guilty by association All our childhood heroes got me too'd or they're rapists They never freed the slaves They realized that they don't need the chains They gave us tiny screens We think we free cause we can't see the cage They knew that race war would be the game they need to play For people to big teams They used the media to feed the flame They show fake woke I 
all these people screaming facts, but they fake woke. Hate their neighbor because he wears a mask or he stays home. Has a daughter, but his favorite artist said he slays hoes. Picks her up from school, music slaps on the way home. Censorship's an issue because they choose what they erase. There's a difference between hate speech and speech that you hate. I think Black Lives Matter was the stupidest name. When the system's screwing everyone exactly the same. I just want to spend Thanksgiving Day with food and my family. Without being accused of celebrating native casualties. We got so divided, it's black and white and political. Republicans are bigots, libtards if you're liberal. There's riots in our streets and it's just getting worse. Y'all screaming deep on the police, y'all are genius for sure. They're underfunded already, they're way too busy to work. Order food and call the cops, see what reaches you first. Segregation ended, that's a lie in itself That was a strategy to make us think they were trying to help They knew that racism was hot if they designed it to sell We buy up every single box and divide us ourselves They so fake woke Facts don't care about feelings They know they won't tell me what to believe in They so fake woke Say so, say so To get peace and wonder why it isn't working That's like sleeping with a football team to try and be a virgin Politicians are for sale and someone always makes the purchase But you and I cannot afford it, our democracy is worthless If a man has mental illness, call him crazy, say it silently When country's going crazy, we accept it as society Get sick and take a pill, when the side effects get you high You get addicted like these rappers dying, fighting with sobriety Censoring the facts turns our children into idiots They claim it's for our safety, I'll tell you what it really is Removing information that empowers all the citizens The truth doesn't damage points of view that are legitimate they're trying to change amen to amen and women how do we let them make praying a microaggression instead of asking god for the strength to keep winning we cheat to get ahead and then we ask him for forgiveness feminism used to be the most righteous of fights but these days it feels like they secretly hate guys i don't trust anyone who bleeds for a week and don't die i'm just kidding but everything else that i said is right Stinky Canyon Worldwide. Welcome to the Stinky Canyon Vision Center. Hey y'all, I'm Dr. Jim Bob Eccles. That's right, good old Jerry Eccles from Crank Up Lives. Cousin twice moved and uh, once put back, I think. I did all that learning stuff at the Louisiana Alligator Wrestling and Doctoring School. I can fix your eyes for just $49.95. And you even get to keep this here ball point and the laser pointer as soon as I'm done. Ah! Hey, keep it down, can't you see I'm doctoring on your eyeballs? We can even fix the medical condition strabismus, also known as cross-eyed. All right now, boy, put your chin up. Higher. Higher, right there. See, all better. Well, thanks a lot, cousin. But where'd your twin brother go? But we can't fix stupid. My eyes! I can't see! Warning, please do not attempt LASIK eye surgery on yourself. Doing so may cause... Limp wrist, bad credit, Eminem whining, giggling cornhole, crusty underwear, first of the month syndrome, prison rendezvous, stable boy tongue, chocolate starfish pucker, vaginal lockdown, compacted diarrhea, iris audit, omatophobia, dead Asian transvestite hooker rash, perjury, oil fire, the urge to make a pilgrimage to Mecca, flumonia, and macnerding. <laughs> I can't walk out 
trap.
Biden. They gon' try to censor this one, yeah. Fuck Biden. Stop whispering in little kids' ears. Fuck Biden. He been making this shit worse all year. Fuck Biden. He don't love America, and it's clear. What's worse than a liar, than a cheater, than a thief? Uh, look it up. There's proof that he's all free. Fuck Biden. You soft. You making us look weak. Fuck Biden. Always looking like a pedophile. Creep. Holy shit. The Taliban just took over Afghanistan days after Biden pulled the troops. He working for the riches and the Clintons. I don't get it. What's the mission? He a bitch, so he won't never tell the truth. Nah, we ain't get the decision. Liberals had that shit rigged and they were switching the votes and hacking up in the Dominion. Need to take him out of the White House and throw him in prison where he belongs in a cold cell sick. Gotta call it how it is, dawg. This man is an idiot. He can't even form a sentence, dawg. This man is illiterate. We get fucked and stuck with Kamala. We get rid of him. Ugh. What the hell of a predicament? And every time I'm scrolling, see his post, it ain't nothing but trolling. America ain't fucking with this guy, that's a fact and he know it. Middle fingers up, here's the way we feel about you, Joey. Fuck Biden, they gon' try to censor this one, yeah. Fuck Biden, stop whispering in little kids' ears. Fuck Biden, he been making this shit worse all year. Fuck Biden, he don't love America and it's clear. What's worse than a liar, than a cheater, than a thief? Uh, look it up, there's proof that he's all free. Fuck Biden, you soft, you making us look weak. Fuck Biden, always looking like a pedophile creep. Fuck Biden. I do not accept, I do not respect. Respect, like who would protect your whole administration? Haven't you heard? There's evidence out that you do not deserve to be president. We hate this. Be a sleepy Joe cheater part two up in the ass like yeah. This could be a sleepy Joe cheater part two, but I'd rather say fuck by the fingers in the air. Hey, bring that ass here, boy. I ain't done with you. Replacing you with the 45th is all that we wanna do. Waving Trump one and fuck by the flags in front of you. Meaning Trump was number one and you was number two. Look at this fucking dude. Do your damn job. Fix a fucking pothole or something. What's the damn Problem. You're too busy trying to be a socialist And I don't even think these people understand how close he is What we say? Fuck Biden, they gon' try to censor this one, yeah Fuck Biden, stop whispering in little kids' ears Fuck Biden, he been making this shit worse all year Fuck Biden, he don't love America and it's clear What's worse than a liar, than a cheater, than a thief? Uh, look it up, there's proof that he's all free Fuck Biden, you soft, you making us look weak Fuck Biden, always looking like a pedophile creep Fuck Biden
sun gave her a happy life I found myself overjoyed She told me a baby boy was on the way But my face grew pale when I picked up the mail And saw my second call of duty came There is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your Hunter Athletic gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protect and speed battle after battle hunter athletic gear is the brand celebrating your victory hunter athletic gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies including compression pants fight shorts hoodies vests caps and bikinis they can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business visit their website at huntermma.co.za gear up and let's train What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour un 
uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray products. From the Ultra 10,000 Nanograms Package to the Platinum 300,000 Nanograms Package. They're also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number 2, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men men again. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic. Gear up. Let's train. And Neutronics IGF-1. Making men, men again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Madison Rising with Walking Through That Door. Before that, Burden with Fuck Biden. And I can't begin to tell you how much I love that song. Before that, Nikki Breyer with Unknown Soldier. Before that, Hydrogen with their cover of The King, Elvis Presley's classic, Suspicious Minds. And starting off the whole set, Tom McDonald with Fake Woke. All right, so in just a little bit, you're going to hear the discussion I had with Hidian Jobert out of South Africa. But before I get to that, it is time to reveal... The Outlaw Radio, Idiot of the Week. 
And ladies and gentlemen, the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is a young lady by the name of Markel Hannox. She's out of Virginia and committed a pretty stupid crime in North Carolina. So as the uh, story reads, a Virginia woman is being held in North Carolina for a bizarre crime following a traffic accident. Markel Hannox was involved in a multi vehicle collision in the Outer Banks region of the state. After a man who saw what happened got out of his SUV to check out to, or to check on the people involved, the sheriff's office says Hennox jumped into his vehicle and took off with the man's five children still inside. She stopped the SUV and tried to flee a short distance away where police apprehended her. Hennix is now facing five counts of kidnapping, as well as vehicle larceny and leaving the scene of an accident. She is in jail on a $210,000 bond. Well, so, was she aware that the children were in the vehicle? Who knows? Uh, was she involved in the traffic accident? Who knows, but uh, definitely not uh, not too smart and uh, wow, just wow. The only thing that questions me is uh, she is African American, so are they going to try to uh, do this uh, Black Lives Matter bullshit and say, oh, the only reason why she's busted is because she's black and bullshit like that, you know, so it makes me wonder there. Anyway, that's enough on that. It is time for our next segment, Outlaw Radio Gun Talk, with special guest, Hidian Jobert. It's time for Outlaw Radio Gun Talk. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for this edition of Outlaw Radio Gun Talk, I want to welcome for the first time to the program, Hidian Jobert. He is out of South Africa, very familiar with uh, how the gun laws work out there, and uh, we want to jump right into this. Hidian, how you doing, my friend? Billy, I'm doing fantastic, and thank you so much for inviting me on. And this is something that you and I have been trying to get right for a long time, so I'm very happy we finally managed to, to sit down and talk. Yes, yes, it's been a long time coming, but, uh, you know, kind of fell off each other's radar, and I kind of... Kind of was thinking on other things, but I I had to get back to you because I it's like I know I got to talk to this man because I mean other people have recommended that I speak to you. So, well, thank you. It's it's great to be here, and let's sort of jump right in. Yes. So one thing I want to uh, inform you of is uh, the state of California, California. I'm um, obviously a <laughs> new. <laughs> New York and California are are really pushing that uh, that uh, Marxist regime that uh, they want to have for the rest of the country that you're already experiencing there, from what I understand, in South Africa. I mean, uh, it's like uh, you know, as we know, communism is is a plague worse and then uh, COVID nineteen ever could be. You know, oh, definitely by a long shot. 
I mean, look how, look how well it worked out for the former Soviet Union. Look how well it's working out for Venezuela. Yeah, I mean, and then you got idiots like Bernie Sanders that say, well, they just never did anything right. Well, first off, on the subject of communism, there's only one way that it works, and, it, and that is with indigenous peoples, say, uh, you know, like uh, our Native Americans here, the way they did it was, uh, you know, if, uh, if some hunters went out and got a buffalo or a deer or something, what they got, they, uh, you know, they couldn't keep the majority of, for themselves. That, uh, that buffalo or that deer that was shared, um, uh, was equal shares amongst the whole tribe, you know, and everybody pitched in to do the work. That's how so-called communism worked before. But it's never going to work when you have a, a full-fledged economy with a currency and, uh, you know, with, with today's society. It only works basically in, in Stone Age in, indigenous world. Yeah, and small, small, small communities that are basically homogenous. And I think the best modern example would be an Israeli kibbutz, but even that is perhaps not, not a perfect example of it. And, I mean, communism worked so well in Cuba that they are now forced after decades and decades and decades of it to embrace free market systems in order to get themselves out of this massive hole they're in. So, yes. I mean, uh, communism only works when you've got a bigger superpower funding it. As soon as that money, money tap is turned off, then it tends to collapse in on itself very quickly. Well, uh, as you know, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, at the time Fidel Castro had passed away, uh, Delirious Malema had to make his way over to this side, to Cuba, to attend the funeral. And, and that's fine. I'm not going to fault him for that. I mean, if that's who he wants to look up to, but he wants to make South Africa like Cuba. But let's have a look at how the Cubans are reacting. I've spoken with many a Cubans. And even, even those that are more the Democratic uh, left, uh, there's, a, there's a team of lawyers in Las Vegas who, are, who, who you know, are more like uh, Joe Biden supporters and whatnot. But uh, they came over here from Cuba. Their father fought in the, uh, in, in the Bay of Pigs and, and was arrested. And, uh, you know, he... he got out, got his family, came to the United States and started his law firm. But, uh, and his dream was to see Castro dead. You know, so think about that. The majority of Cubans hate Castro, yeah. utterly hate him. Which is exactly what tyrants beget outside their, their personality cults that they force on people. They are generally hated. And unfortunately for, for, for where I am, I mean, in, in the States, you, you mostly have coastal leftism that tries to impose policy on what do they call it? The so-called flyover America where everyone else lives. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a wonderful and highly obnoxious sort of snub at at the rest of a country purely because you don't, you're not part of the, the so-called coastal left-wing elite. Um, we don't have restriction of policy-wise. In South Africa, we don't have coastal leftism. It's pretty much leftism everywhere because we are centrally governed. And unfortunately, we are not a, a republic like America where you have this, a bunch of federal states that are represented in, in two houses of Congress 
and where it's very difficult for a, a strong central government to, to really ruin people's lives, although not for a lack of trying. But here we have a single parliament where a president and a majority ruling party has extreme amounts of power. And having checked the news as to what's been coming out of California, and I mean, you're definitely going to bring me up to speed with the gun laws, but um, the shoplifting in, in San Francisco not being a felony anymore, now being just a misdemeanor and a whole bunch of shops closing up as a result of that because the uncontrolled organized shoplifting is putting them out of business. Um, there's a whole bunch of bizarre, absolutely bizarre laws um, well, to the point of social engineering that are coming out of that state. Well, I mean, you bring up the city of California. I don't know if you read what else you can do over there, but I haven't. It's okay for homeless people. And I, I'm not kidding. I mean, you can laugh if you want, but I mean, what I'm about to tell you is true. It is okay for homeless people to defecate on the sidewalks. I've unfortunately heard of this. Um, yeah. Didn't someone build a <laughs> a poo tracker tracker app where you can yes. have a map of the city of San Francisco and it warns you where, where all the shit is? Um, yeah. Literally. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. That you could avoid it. Yes, there is. I mean, and, you know, I mean, the tax dollars go to fund illegal immigration or, you know, whatever else it is, but they, but they don't want to build uh, more public toilets or anything for more like homeless shelters where they can go get a bath or something like that, you know. No, I mean, they're, we're talking there are five-star Hot, fine dining restaurants, and uh, you you see these bums just take, taking a shit like 30 feet away from them, out in the middle of public. I mean, it, yeah, that's the sight you want to see when you go to eat. <laughs> uh, as a, um, that's very hygienic. Definitely 10 out of 10 for, for so-called public health and safety, right? So, <laughs> I mean, I, I know South Africa has, uh, and, uh, you know, their, your ANC has uh, stooped to some lows, but they haven't even stooped that low, which is not, not quite, but um, give them, give them time. Well, hopefully let's not give them time. Hopefully we can get rid of the bastards before, um, yeah. before they completely wreck the place. Um, yes. But they have certainly been trying over 27 years. Yes, but uh, as far as gun laws in California, now I'm anybody from California can uh, feel free to email me outlawradioabs at gmail .com if you want. Uh, you know if I get anything wrong, but it's to my understanding now. First off, they want to push uh, insurance rates that you have you have to pay yearly tax and have insurance on your firearm. And, and now they're requiring background checks for e each and every time you purchase ammunition. And I should also say, that, you know, of course, you have to register your name and address with, uh, with local law enforcement that gets passed on to the University of uh, California, Davis, I think it is. And, of course, so they can check in on you to see how good your mental health is. And I... From what I understand, South Africa has has uh, passed 
very similar laws when it comes to guns like that. So it's, this is going to sound bizarre, but I think we have potentially more freedom regarding how we own guns in SA than, than the state of California does. And, and what I'm about to tell you is probably going to make you go, but you know, our system is terrible and believe me, it is awful. So yeah, but in order to own a farm in South Africa, you first have to be declared a fit and proper person. To be declared a fit and proper person, you have to do something called proficiency training, which is very similar, I believe, to this, the sort of stuff you, you need to go through to get a concealed carry weapons permit. So it's a set curriculum of um, a legal test plus then an actual uh technical aspect test on the guns and then a practical accuracy sort of practical qualification shoot. Of course, at probably a much lower standard than uh, a CCW permit holder would be tested at, but still. So you have to go through that whole rigmarole. It's then centrally processed by the police and you get issued something called a competency certificate. And only once you have that competency certificate can you license guns. This is how gun licensing works. Every single gun I buy must be individually licensed, which means I need to motivate to the government why I need that specific gun. Now, fair enough, I've motivated 10 successfully so far, which is the two AR-15s, two FNFL battle rifles, two pump-action shotguns, and five handguns. Um, and I'll probably do a whole bunch more. But the problem is it takes forever to... It's not just a... a and if what you would li like to have is an efficient background check, where within... 48 hours or so, you can go home with the gun you just bought. This process takes months, absolute months, because of inefficiencies in the system. At the same time, since we have the super strict gun control and we have the second highest homicide rate in the world for countries with the population of 10 million people or more, and our homicide rate has been increasing every single year since 2011, I have to ask the question of, do you think gun control is helping? <laughs> because uh, from every single indicator and metric I've seen, it makes absolutely no difference. In fact, there is definitely a negative correlation. And the fewer guns we seem to have in our society, the more violent our crime rate seems to be getting. Um, and unfortunately, and I mean, there are guys in the United States, like Professor John Lott, that have done incredible good research on this stuff years ago already, and he still does. The state of California doesn't seem to care about the safety of its citizens. It doesn't seem to care about crime. It, it, it's that typical totalitarian desire for more control. We will control what you're allowed to eat. We'll control your consumption habits of other consumer goods. We will control your, you know, we'll tax you on property if we think you own too much of it. We'll keep guns out of your hands. Every autocratic government in the world is paranoid of its citizens having access to guns. Therefore, it tends to be one of the first freedoms it tries to remove. Um, I mean, the, the Battle of Athens in the US, where, just after World War II, where the, the, the US military World War II veterans uh, got the corrupt mayor and sheriff um, from prevented them from stealing an election. I mean, that's a great example of the Second Amendment working in extreme practice. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is all very interesting that uh, what you're telling me too. And, you know, 
personally, my my own arsenal is very very small. I I don't have anything like an AR-15, and it doesn't mean that uh, I that uh, I don't support the uh, the right to own one. I most definitely do. It's just me personally. I don't really feel that I have a need for one. Well, exactly. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've I've got a basic bolt action thirty out six that where it holds three in the magazine. I've got an old fashioned uh, Colt revolver. That, uh, oh, those are beautiful guns. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. And and I've got a pump action twelve gauge, and that that's that's all I have. That's all I feel like I really need. That's you know, and it's enough protection mm-hmm. if it should I. My hand get forced into action, and of course, uh, you know I plan on uh, doing some hunting here very, very soon. So you know, I I just feel like I have what I need, and I I really don't have any desire to get more. But you know what, my mind might change in the next year or two. Who knows? You know. Well, the difference also is, and I think I've said this to people: if if it were easier for me to get access to firearms. I'd probably own a fraction of what I own now because I wouldn't feel the need to stock up. Um, I mean, if I lived in a free and permissive and civilized society, I would probably own, like you, maybe three guns. It's it's the fact that the government is making it difficult for me that actually drives my desire to get more and hang on to them. It's a weird sort of opposite causal direction for me. But that's just maybe because I'm a, I'm a weird guy. Um, other people might not think like that. You know, as as far as uh, what I'm going to get next, you know, I can, I feel like I have to I have to spare about four hundred dollars and get a reloader because I can, It's so difficult to get ammunition now. Hey, you've also got that problem. We you have know, huge ammo problems here. It seems like a worldwide shortage of the stuff. Well, ever since COVID started, I mean, when in 2020 it was difficult. Now it's almost impossible, and I have to go to gunbroker.com to get my bullets. You know, and it, I'm not, I wish I was, I wish I was joking or making this stuff up, but I'm not. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to learn how to reload, and I'm just, you know, I'm keeping every shell that I fire off. You know, I'm, keep, I'm keeping the shells now, which is something I really didn't do very much of in the past. Yeah, it's, it comes also, I mean, there was a lot of panic buying at one stage. Um, I think when the riots really came through the United States, a lot of liberals started buying guns suddenly for their own protection. I don't know if the markets recovered from that, but another problem we're having, and we're having it domestically on this side, and I don't know if the U.S. has it, huge issues with shipping reliability. Um, vessels aren't getting into port and offloading stock uh, remotely on cargo at the same rates that they used to. There seems to be all sorts of snarl-ups on shipping lanes with container vessels just being stuck in, in you know, anchoring off, off, off the coast and waiting for a, a chance to come into port. And, I mean, there was a picture, I think, that someone put on Twitter today of container vessels along the California coast in a queue to try and, I don't know which which port they were going to dock in. And someone said, look, Joe Biden finally got the boat parade he always wanted. And I thought, jeepers, okay. So that, that oh. this is a problem. This is definitely a problem. 
that man is a problem, and so is his entire cabinet. Yes. Um, I mean, anybody who, who's anybody knows that this election that we just had was stolen, fraudulent. Donald Trump clearly won, but uh, they cheated the system and manipulated everything. And the only th- and the thing is, too, is that they didn't even hide it. They uh, no, they didn't. And they basically stuck their middle fingers as high as they could. And I'm just going to be frank because my show is uncensored. Uncensored says and told us, "Fuck you! Your vote does not count." Yeah. Um, and the, what I find amazing about it is the Republicans, or rather Donald Trump, was accused of stealing the vote by the very same people who now deny that they did anything on or wrong. Um, because there was only a conspiracy theory back then in 2016, you know? Yeah. Well, sorry, it wasn't. It was real. It was real. Now it's a conspiracy theory. It's gone from an actual conspiracy to just a theory because the sides have changed. Um, well, you can't honestly engage with that. <laughs> well, the thing, the thing was, too, is, you know, I, I voted for Trump the first time. Back in 2016, but I kind of, you know what, uh, he's really not going to win. You know, tr- Hillary's got him hand over fist, you know, yeah. and and, P- and the thing was, he is that uh, they didn't think they'd have to steal the election because they underestimated him and they underestimated the American people. Now, now come along uh, 2020, they know that Joe Biden doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell. Chance. So they have to cheat. That was, that election result to me was so out of left field because I looked at Joe Biden, I looked at his age, I looked at his incoherence, um, I looked at his lack of campaigning, his inability to debate or articulate anything more complicated than, I don't know, a, a banal conversation about his breakfast maybe. And I looked at this man and I thought, there is no way in hell this guy can win. What What is he offering America? What is he putting on the table? I mean, even if you vehemently hate Donald Trump with every atom in your body, surely you have to look at all the indicators, you know, economic, like unemployment is down. You have to look at productivity, at jobs coming home from China. You have to look at <clears throat> America's position on the world stage. You have to look at all the foreign policy interventions. We were promised by these same hysterical idiots that the moment Donald Trump comes into office, we're going to have World War III. He's, he, was, he was put out there to be so unpredictable and juvenile. He would bomb Iran. He would kick off a war with North, North Korea and Russia. It, it was every, everything. None of those things happened. In fact, I think he was the first U.S. president in a long time to cease more hostilities than he started. Oh, he, he most definitely did. The only <laughs> thing that happened was, uh, was uh, you know, that, uh, that, that guy who got killed in Iran at uh, Soleimani or however you pronounce his name. That was the only thing that really happened. Other than that, you know, there's... I mean, Kim Jong Un has been an enemy of America for a long time, and and uh, you know Trump got got him to cool down, you know. And he basically had the guy eating out of his hand. It was amazing to see. Yeah, it was utterly 
And I looked at all those results and I thought, how can you vote this man out of office? If this is what he can do in four years, I'd like to see what he does with eight. And um, it was yeah. crazy. And a lot of people too, like, uh, you know, uh, when he put it, when he put out that tweet uh, regarding South Africans and, and the, and the farm murders going on, you know, it, for many of South Africans, it was a big breath of fresh air, I see. you know, whereas Biden, uh, back in 1986 was speaking out against apartheid and believe me, I'm not pro apartheid, but I do know that, uh, South Africa was a much safer country under the apartheid regime. I know that there are many black people in South Africa today that would rather have the apartheid regime back than because of what they have to deal with now. I mean, th what's going on in South Africa, ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind what is going on in South Africa now is not just affecting the smaller minority white population there. It's also affecting the, uh, the honest a uh, law-abiding, God-loving, God-fearing black population that lives there too. And that's actually the majority of South Africa. And the interesting thing about the political situation is we are seeing an upsurge in small, very localized, highly conservative <clears throat> black political parties contesting local elections now. And I mean, if you read their manifestos, it's very simple. They're about um, economic freedom and liberty, they're, they're all about immigration control. It's a huge issue for them. Um, I mean, they might as well be copying and pasting about Trump's border wall because if they could build a border wall between South Africa and uh, Zimbabwe, Botswana, Namibia, and Mozambique tomorrow, they would. They would vote, vote for someone who, who promises them that. So they're about immigration control, bringing jobs home, freeing up the economy, um, the sort of stuff that, that um, you know, as a, any small town conservative in the mid, <laughs> you know, in middle America would vote for, there's almost, from a political perspective, no difference, except that these people are black Africans. But this is the talking points. And, oh, and they love guns. They're, <laughs> they're pro-gun because they see that the government has failed them from a safety and security point of view for 27 years. So their attitude is, well, let us arm ourselves and fix the criminal's you know, with our own activity. And you look at this, you go, you know, the ANC is in trouble. It's a liberation movement that never transitioned successfully into politics. It's staffed by a bunch of old guys. There's no young talent or new ideas. And all they're doing is they're clinging to power to enrich themselves as much as possible before they die or before the country finally does turn against them. And then they get to run to Russia or Cuba or to China or to UAE or wherever they've got friends. As they do, you but, know. Yeah, I want you know, and I I got to bring this up as I have brought it up in the past too. As I have watched, especially the uh, the one movie about Nelson Mandela that with uh, Sidney Poitier and Michael Caine, and there was one big red flag that was just waving. It was almost as itch that I had to scratch because I had to look into this. Is um, you know, uh, before uh, Mandela's presidency, where there was such a huge rift between the ANC and the uh, Encarta Freedom Party. And in that movie, they're making the Encarta Freedom Party look like these horrible terrorist monsters. And uh, 
the clerks uh, being accused of supplying them arms. So I decided to have a closer look at the Encarta Freedom Party. And for what do I see about the ANC left wing more, uh, you know, with the communist ideology, I look at the Encarta Freedom Party, right wing, anti-communist, uh, pro-capitalist, and I'm like, well, and why did they uh, take up arms? Probably because they had to, because here's Winnie Mandela and her bullshit with our matches and our tires will liberate this nation. Exactly. And if you if you boil them down to, to the basics, the IFP is just, it's basically a Zulu nationalist party. Um, that's all they're about. And I mean, that's no difference to any other tribe, uh, you know, taking their own interests or putting their own interests first politically, which is a very natural thing to do. If you think about South Africa, it's an artificial construct. And this is the one thing I find most amazing about it, is when you talk about secession, the people who most vehemently oppose the idea are the same people that say, but we should decolonialize or decolonize education in the country, whatever. And what I find incredible is I say to them then, okay, but who did who drew these borders? Who drew the borders of this country and its provinces and made it a union? Colonialists did. So here you are defending this colonialist construct against people who want to secede from it, whilst at the same time claiming to be anti-colonial. I mean, it's schizophrenic to the extreme. These people are all crazy, Billy. They are yeah. actually not, and they have no idea what they want. Yeah. <laughs> I, boy, time is lapsing, and I we uh, kind of strayed away from the guns. But, uh, you know, we <laughs> definitely have to get get back to that. Back to the guns. Yes. So I was also reading too that uh, you know if you want to possess, if you want to purchase a firearm in South Africa now, uh, and you put down self defense, that's not a good enough reason to own a gun, and you ain't gonna get it. It, it still is. But they've been trying quite hard from 2018 to change that. So, um, I mean, I've got I've got a gun license for self defense. My wife has one. I think almost every person I know that owns a gun um, has a self defense license. Uh, has one license specifically for that purpose. Just to clarify, there is nothing at all that prevents you from carrying any of your other guns licensed for sport shooting or whatever as a defensive firearm. So you're not prohibited from from using it for that purpose. But for some reason, the Minister of Police, a guy called Becky Tsele, and you can go look him up oh, if you've got the time. He's an absolute nightmare of an imbecile. Yes, I yes, I know exactly who the, who that retard is. Okay, and I'm great. not af- I'm uh, not afraid to use that word. He is <laughs> I'm gonna i I'm just gonna be blunt. Mbeki Sealy is a fucking retard. That's almost an insult to retards because they have they are far more intelligent, articulate, and, and, and understand the life and the world of policing far better than he does. The, the guy is a, that's a disaster. Um, well, well, keep yeah, in I mind, mean, I, I was just going to say, keep in mind when it comes to uh, mentally handicapped people, I mean, I don't use that word at all. I, <laughs> I, I, use, I use that word on people who deserve it, like in Beck. Deserve it. Yeah. Exactly. So, so the the guys are uh, look. He's also an, an absolute power drunk. Uh, he, he dresses like Al Capone. Yeah, he, I he's, saw he's that. Just, he, he, he's just a pos, and 
his whole thing, he's, he's had it out for since he, he got his portfolio as Minister of Police in 2018 to remove self-defense licenses with his friends from Gunfree South Africa and the Civilian Secretary of Police. Now, the crazy thing about this is, and, and, and the reason why it's been failing is every single time he's tried, an incredibly broad cross-section of, of South African society very violently opposed it. And this, is, this includes people who don't own guns, and this actually includes people who don't even like guns. That is how crazy the suggestion is to the public. And it's because of, of, of obvious things that are apparent to us. I mean, we know we live in a violent society. We've got the sixth highest homicide rate in the world overall, and then the second highest homicide rate, country's 10 million population and higher. We've yeah. got probably the highest rate of rape and sexual violence uh, in the world. I've already heard rape capital of the world. Definitely. And it's a severely underreported crime. Um, we've had decade-long increase in, in violent crime. Uh, it, it got so bad that in 2018, the, the National Commissioner of Police told Parliament that it is um, impossible for the police to fulfill its constitutional mandate because ever since 2011, that organization has become ever increasingly more dysfunctional. It's become infiltrated by criminals. It is corrupt. It doesn't function. Um, you can't, you, not only can you not rely on them to actually do their jobs, you can see the results of the fact that there's just an absence of law and order and no one's enforcing it and the criminal justice system is broken. In this ambience, with all these factors, they are crazy enough to try and convince people that they don't need guns for self-defense in, in this country. And that's primarily why that argument isn't flying. No one's buying okay. it. Okay, um, then explain to me why farmers have gone as far as, um, well, Steve Hoffmeyer said, if you get yourself a pack of dogs... No, we got farmers out there who who have their property fenced around with lions in it. So yeah, th think about that. You you that dogs aren't good enough. Now you gotta you gotta have lions protecting your property, and uh, of course the these thugs that come in uh, probably poison them if they can. Um, other than that, it seems like to be especially if you're let's say you're a commercial uh, South African commercial farmer. You better have an army. I mean, and you better have people around the clock, guards it, guards it, uh, posted it right around your property day and night. Because, I mean, I've already explained what happens during a farm murder. And I've read Ernst Root's book, and I, the things I read made me sick. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge problem. And the places where, and a great guy to talk to about this is Ian Cameron, because he was really at the coalface with organizing the stuff. Yes. Um, is the, the places where active farming communities got together and they shared resources and they put in security structures themselves where they were actively involved in their own patrolling. It's essentially a private version of the old commando system where they would get they would pull together for equipment, they'd pull together for human resources to do the patrols. They'd get additional security companies that they would contract in um, and save costs on that. Those communities have seen massive successes in bringing the stuff under control because the moment there's a farm attack, there's a quick reaction force that reacts to it and they almost always get the guys. And in fact, in many cases, they intercept them 
before they even succeed, which means after a while, you know, word travels that this is not a community to mess with. And you, you basically enforce the system of peace by having that presence of armed and committed individuals who say, this is my community. I will not allow this, this type of terror to be perpetrated here. On the other side of the spectrum, the communities that have not, for whatever reason, succeeded in organizing, the extreme amount of violence and the fear of violence that they live under. I mean, you've read the books. You know exactly how bad it is. Yes. Um, the really contrast bad. is extreme. It's really bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've looked up the details. I mean, this has been going on. Uh, for a long time, and it's only gotten worse over the years. And I mean, I first heard about this uh, back in what I think '97. I mean, I mean, I didn't take a huge interest in it at the time, but I just, I just won't forget. You know, they're talking talking about uh, Mandela's presidency and rising crime in South Africa, and and uh, sure, they said when we come back, the worst is to come. And then I started hearing about what's going on on a farm, and that was this was in the mid to late nineties, and here we are now, and it is so much worse. Exactly. No, um, it's definitely a thing that has gotten worse, and especially due to the and the lack of political will to actually do something about it. Um, and the fact that even if the government now wanted to do something about it, the policing resources just don't exist. They don't have it. Uh, the only way to address this issue is if communities empower themselves to do it because the government's not going to help you um, or help them rather. And in fact, I almost think that it's a very convenient thing for the government that, you know, um, to not get involved. So, yeah. yeah, it's up to the people to do it, unfortunately. And then also, I know that uh, I, it's not just South Africa. It's pretty much the whole continent of Africa has this problem with human trafficking, too. And uh, yeah, so I, I just recently watched uh, watched this video where this family went, uh, they went to Europe for asylum after they, after these thugs tried to uh, to kidnap their daughter and i'm going to be getting into this on my halloween show you know about uh, about the witch doctors and all that i'm gonna you know that's going to be an interesting subject for halloween but, uh, you know you go go to a country like uh, switzerland where uh, they switzerland is one of the lowest lowest crime rates in the world and you know why that is well i'd say for many reasons the uh the fact that they're a homogenous civilized society, but you're probably going to give me another reason. Let's just say that nine out of 10 uh, Swiss residents are armed. Yeah, that's a fact. And they're armed with actual fully automatic rifles, <laughs> not just, you know, civvy street stuff. No, they're, I mean, you, you try, you try busting down a, a Swiss door and you're going to severely pay the price. Yeah. You know, and our, I mean, you can say all you want that uh, that guns kill people, guns kill people. You know, fact of a ma the matter is you go into these gun-free zones and why is the crime through the roof? And you go into, go into a place where, hey, like, like where I'm at, you know, I mean, yeah, there's crime here. There's no denying that. 
but this is an open carry state where I'm at. And, and I'm sorry, thugs want to want to fool around here. They pay the price. That's exactly it. And you're making the price of violence is expensive. That's really what about you. You can expect people to have the moral fiber to not perpetrate these types of crimes. But ultimately, you're spot on by saying that the best deterrent for it is just make the crime very expensive. Um, and, that's what, and that's what Switzerland certainly has succeeded in doing. And that's what a lot of U.S. states have succeeded in doing as well, especially yours, I think, because criminals and thugs know, you know, if I'm going to try it here, um, the price for me failing is I might die quite, quite horribly as well yeah yeah i mean uh, this you know and i've i've said it many a times too you know people can say what they want about me and my views call me a racist call me a homophobe call me a a transphobe whatever whatever you want label all these phobies and isms on me i don't give a shit you know the but the fact of the matter is is that uh, one thing's for sure is i have never killed a human being of any race and i hope i never have to cross that bridge and if i but if i do have to cross that bridge i'm ready it's that's the thing you are you are equipped to deal with the problem and that's a major advantage over countries or even states like california where you are prevented from from doing that and let's keep in mind too, criminals are gonna if they don't have access to weapon or to guns, they're gonna have access to some kind of weapon. I mean, come on, in prison they make shanks all the time. And even though they, they can take a toothbrush and shorten it to where you can't uh, sharpen it and stab somebody with they're gonna find a way they found a way to make uh, make homemade knives out of paper. So you yeah. you're not you're not gonna keep weapons guns or otherwise out of the hands of criminals even in your country i've even heard rumors that the police are arming the criminals the criminals come in say i need something they give them they give them a piece they go out and commit their crime come back and give it back to them yeah that's that is a there's a whole book written about it uh the title is give us more guns i cannot remember the name of the author but you can get it on amazon or kindle if you're that way inclined if you don't want the paperback copy and it is a Absolutely illuminating read as to just how corrupt and efficient, scarily efficient, the system is where the South African police service supply criminals with guns and have been covering it up for, for years, if not decades. Um, and we're not just talking about 9mm pistols, although that is the thing that they, they do seem to supply the most. We talk about fully automatic military-grade Rifles, shooting, seven six two NATO and five five six NATO cartridges. I mean, proper stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, get, look at Somalia too. I mean, Somali pirates. I mean, yeah, they're poor, they're indigent. I understand that, but somehow they manage to get their hands on AK forty sevens, the preferred weapon of the enemy, as they say. Yeah. Well, th that's the thing. And where there's, where there's a, a market, where there is demand for these tools, the, the black market will supply it. And this is the thing that, that 
anti-gun advocates don't understand is I think if we create a prohibition on an object, that law is is going to be effective because the police are going to enforce it, everything's going to be fine. I mean, the prohibition on alcohol didn't work in America in the 1920s. Um, the war on drugs has failed miserably at great expense. And I mean, I was reading some horror stories about the stuff the federal government and the alphabet soup agencies did to innocent people when they were raiding the wrong houses in the 60s and 70s. Sorry, sorry, not the 60s, 70s, the 70s, especially the late 70s. Um, In an attempt to, you know, horrible things happened and judges acquitted police officers of outright murdering an 11-year-old kid in, in, in one case. And you look at the story and you think, every time people have intervened, they've actually killed more people than the problem originally killed and, anyway. And take note to all of, all of you uh, Black Lives Matter, <coughs> Antifa retards, um, that 11-year-old kid I believe he's referring to was white. Yeah. So, yeah. He was. Yep. Well, uh, Hideon, it has been a real pleasure talking to you. I hate to say it, but we are out of time for the segment and got to go to the music segment. Uh, before I do, I mean, is there any social media or any way, uh, if, if someone wants to reach out to you that uh, you can plug or if you want to remain anonymous for your safety, I can understand that. So. No, no, I'm, I'm pretty much out there already. I've got nowhere to hide. So um, you can find me uh, on Twitter uh, at Paratus, which is P-A-R-A-T-U-S 2014. Um, that's the social media account. You can also find me online on my website, which is uh, paratus.info. So it's the Latin for prepared, P-A-R-A-T-U-S dot info. And uh, yeah, you can definitely get a hold of me via any of those platforms. And it'll be, thank you. It'll be great to, to get in touch with more people. Yes, well, I can definitely make that happen. Anyway, uh, like I said, got to hit the music set. So uh, out there in South Africa, God bless you. Uh, Stay safe out there because, I mean, I know there's clear and present dangers, but, uh, hey, hey, the good guys are going to win in the end. Also, Billy, thank you so much. I would love to come back on whenever you've got a chance, and thank you. Good luck on your side as well. Thank you. And there you have the discussion with Hideon Gilbert out of South Africa. It is time to go to the next music set. Coming up, we have New Breed and Jesse Howard, going to be followed by Man of War, one of my favorites. They'll be followed by Sarah Beth. We got Canine Posse and Edge of Paradise. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask... Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan. Probably keep it moving Come on in If you're looking for some action You better believe it Cause we gon' give it to you Come on 
around and get your face slapped. The sign on the fence says no trespassing. If I was you, I would probably keep it moving. Come on in if you're looking for some action. You better believe it, cause we gon' give it to you. Come on. Hold it down for my people in the backwoods. Damn right, this is where we come from. I will lay my own life down for the ones I love. I will stand up and fight proud. We're trying to weigh him blood, but I will never, ever back down. I promise I won't budge. Let my light shine so bright now. Brighter than the sun. Tell them. Our time is right now. Let's get this job done. Before they take away our freedom, Lord, what have we become? Yeah. I'm lit up like a lighthouse. Lord, I'm not the one. It's the bark only biting now. I'm loaded up my Come on. Sign on the fence says no trespassing. If I was you, I would probably keep it moving. Come on in if you're looking for some action. You better believe it, cause we gon' give it to you. Come on. Hold it down for my people in the backwoods. Damn right, this is where we come from. stuck on 4G? Wiz Wireless is the only network offering incredible 9G technology. Yes, that's the ninth generation featuring the new drone. It's significantly better than the iFruit phone. How do we know that? Because we blatantly ripped off their design and improved a couple of irrelevant features. 9G. Discover your future. You can't be the best if you aren't doing eight things at once on a tiny screen. The drone from Wiz Wireless. Together, we're making your life nine times better. That's the promise of the ninth generation. Have I 
I can be sweet and I can be mean 
between sometimes somewhere in between it's a fine line yeah escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. I'm rocking because I'm 
most You don't win it, don't most One thing you should never forget This is my command post Stand and watch Forever and ever Suckers taking me out Will be clever But never I'm rolling a head crack So pay me what's due Yeah, I know You won't see long But I ain't paying you Boast the jam Damn Like I was Frazier And Captain KO's But the damage I do Is major Military Hardcore Very cold Strike to the air Declare a lyrical warfare Leave Suckers in the place Don't get none You're going in more Drop a brick for fun Prisoner A war of these 80s Marine Corps Rap the sweet Don't try to play me But do not lie Lady My lyrical napalm Believe in what's right And I'll bear arms <laughs> Over my peers and took drills and killed The shake the hand I shook boot camp Twelve weeks, you made it Uniform, D-O-R, and we take it Section 8, you're out of here, my brother No graduation pictures To show your mother incoming Rap was our bowl Next thing you hear, fire in the hole They're missing In action like Jackson Push the button and people are asking Nuclear, why do we have it? Plain and simple, Gorbachev got it <laughs> This beat is military. Red, cause it's an ambush Put out a jam on a sneak tip The tide has turned And I peaked it Budget For my military large The budget for your jam Minimal Sarge Green Beret Special Force Battalion Paid in full I got a panda Battalion Wait a minute This beat ain't through You ain't dismissed You're only a corporal This beat is military Hold it, you disobeyed my order Yo, shit, I bust him Yeah, be your order Nah, I got a better idea Put him in the front line and make him stay there Fear, yeah, I can see right through him And worry about a thing, the enemy do him Chance, he might escape Nah, not even Rambo could dodge his fate This big military Jam. What's that? A weak cut? What? In your wall locker? I'm writing you up, so just laugh. And joke like it's bull, but like a tow truck, I got pulled. Moving the crowd like it should be a massive. My regime, absolutely badass. This beat is military.
Military, 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 military,
Lafayette, Louisiana, the hub city, the heart of Cajun country, home of the Cajun Dome, the Cathedral of St. John the Evangelist, Spicy Shrimp, and Red Pill Expo 2021, November 6th and 7th at the Cajun Dome in Lafayette, Louisiana. Can't make it to Lafayette? The Expo will be live streamed and archived should you miss any of it. Red Pill Expo is the major public event of Red Pill University. The mission of the Expo and the University is to bring together world-class experts to set the record straight on fake narratives, fake history, and fake news at each and every Red Pill Expo. Truth seekers unite to get a better understanding of how the world really works, a world where collectivism reigns. It's time for individualism and an open mind. Mark your calendars and make your plans now to attend Red Pill Expo 2021. Get more details and register today at redpillexpo.org. At some point, you're going to want to consider this. If a national emergency or a natural disaster or even civil unrest should occur, where would you go? Seriously, where? Heading into the sticks with some MREs in a tent might be all right for a week or two, but then what? And who's around you? Who can help you if you need it? And how long would you last without the security and comfort of your own home? If you've asked yourself these questions, consider X-Points. Located in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota, a limited number of military-grade hardened shelters originally built by the U.S. government. 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, 12 and a half foot ceilings that you can custom build out to your own tastes. X-Point, a nine square mile city of like-minded people who know that the best way to deal with the disaster is to distance yourself from it. If you've always wanted a real bug out bunker with the amenities of home, send an email to brendy at arcmidnight.com or text to 817-900-2424. X-Point, X marks your spot. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one-size-fits-all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboy and alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats, that's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Left-wing community organizers and campus radicals in Idaho are still up to their dirty tricks, teaching Idaho kids from cradle to college that white people are inherently racist. Now, these left-wing nuts are taking the whole race thing to a whole new level with critical race theory. According to critical race theory, teaching children math, arithmetic, is racist. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, racist. Can you say ridiculous? Malcolm X warned against critical race theory. It's very harmful. It's wrong. And the leftist nuts teaching this stuff to our children know it. Join Idaho Freedom Action to put an end to this leftist takeover of education in Idaho. Join the fight against the teaching of critical race theory to Idaho's youngsters. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org today. IdahoFreedomAction.org
strip building in a little hick town. This is Outlaw Radio. I'm not in the mood to deal with you today, you stupid asshole! 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics IGF-1, Making Men Men Again. And that's that phrase alone has to piss off the feminists. <laughs> anyway, the songs you just heard, you just heard Edge of Paradise with Face of Fear. Before that, Canine Posse with This Beat is Military. Before that, Sarah Beth with You Ain't Seen Crazy Yet. Prior to that, one of my favorites, Man of War with Blood of My Enemies. And starting off the whole set, New Breed and Jesse Howard. So, with the uh, previous two hours uh, being almost 100% political, uh, we're going to skate away from the politics. But However, uh, this is kind of a sad subject that... Uh, I really hate doing these, but we got a tribute, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. Uh, uh, before uh, we do, here's a sh- here's a short audio piece in memory of our fallen friend. Outlaw Radio remembers Jack the Footman. All right, all right. I'm a black guy that likes to kiss, lick, and smell those white girls' sweaty socks, sneakers, and feet. Love to hear those white girls burp. Love to hear them bang their bare pretty white feet together on my home voicemail. Yes, I enjoy that. I am and have been into women's feet for many, many, many years. It started when I was, believe it or not, 10 years of age. Jack the Footman talks about foot parties. Foot parties are like twice a month. I go pretty often. But if I went twice a month, boy, whoo, that'd be real costly. They're very popular here in Philadelphia. Very popular. What about foot fungus? Well, I've never uh, had a problem with that. What I'm saying is I've never encountered that. Have you ever actually fucked a foot? (laughs) That's a good question, but no, I've never actually done that. If you meet a girl and she has a disgusting vagina but good feet, you would still have sex with her? Well, I'm not so much into the sex, to be real honest with you. My thing, my thing is the feet. Jack the Footman and his longtime friend Agnes even went as guests on the Jerry Springer Show. It was awesome. I really enjoyed it. We uh, flew out to uh, Chicago. We stayed there a couple of nights and then did the show uh, Wednesday, if I remember right. What happened was they got a few people from the audience to come up and let me uh, play with their feet, but they mainly they wanted to see if I knew the difference between a white girl's foot and a black girl's foot. In most cases, and I can't, I'm not saying all cases, but I found that the white women's feet are smoother than a lot, a lot of black women's feet, but not that black women don't have smooth feet, some of them, you know. You certainly seem like a fun guy. Uh, but I'm going to put you to a test with our audience, if that's okay with you. Oh, that's no problem, Jerry. Okay. I know a foot. Okay, so let's bring on woman. Wait a minute! That's a man's foot! I know that's a man's foot! I can tell! <laughs> no, it's a woman. We were, it's we're... a black woman's foot, though! It's not a white woman's foot, I know that much. I know that Take much. Take her foot! 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 Take her fo
If I'm not mistaken, you have quite a collection of socks and shoes, too. Indeed. Yes, I do. You even like to sing songs about feet. I certainly do. Oh, I want every one of them white girls to take their shoes off and walk on me. Jack, other than what we've heard you do on chat lines, other than uh, some of the crazy foot messages, we've heard some of the funniest messages from you that had nothing to do with feet. Like the radio! Oh, yeah. I'm going to throw the radio across the room. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to chat it all. All right, all right. Jack the Footman here. Watch your ears. Watch your ears. Yes. What sound that is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fire alarm going off again. Fire alarm going off again. Fire alarm going off again. I'm not going anywhere. Chon, chon, chon from Austin. Let's sing a shout out just for you. Jack the Footman could bash and entertain without being profane. Jeremy, you're a nut. Stick it up your butt. You'll do something to be deleted again, you rule breaking buzzard. And tell your mama I called you that. Fresno, the jailbird. Fresno's going to jail. But much more than a crazy, fun-loving man who loved women's feet, Jack the Footman, a.k.a. John Sutton of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, was a friend who loved people and thus had many friends not just in and around Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, USA, but on various telephone chat systems all over America. Outlaw Radio remembers Jack the Footman, John Sutton. May he rest in peace. Sincerely, the Outlaw Radio staff. And ladies and gentlemen, to join me for this tribute is, of course, the icon, Stephen James. This is, of course, is not the Steve solution, but, you know, he, he too was one of the friends, and it's only appropriate that uh, he joined me for this. Yeah, I definitely felt it was appropriate to give up, you know, the time that would normally be the Steve solution uh, to talk about our good buddy and fallen friend, Jack the Footman. Uh Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't know that I so much want to call this a tribute because tribute, I don't know. It's, I don't know that I like that word. I, I kind of want to call this more like a little celebration yes. to one of the most talented and weirdest motherfuckers I've ever known. <laughs> yes. Good way to put it, too. Um, now, it, it's alleged I never really got the full details because Jack never really fully disclosed, but it, it, it's alleged that he had a terrible case of cancer and he was just not doing well. So um, if, if that's really the case, you know, I really feel more relief for him that uh, he didn't have to lay there and suffer anymore. And it's ironic that somebody who was as very open and public about his personal life like Jack was 
to keep something like an illness quiet and just to continue on with his public persona. But I, I find it weird that somebody that, you know, would go on national television and talk about the things that he talked about, because let's face it, the man was a character. Uh, yes. I, and I was trying to find earlier on uh YouTube. I was trying to look for the video because uh, I know it's out there because I've seen it, it before. You've sent it to me before. It's actually on the Red Flags Long Nights Facebook page. Is it? Oh, I didn't even know that page was still open. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still there. It's still there even though you and John Stone quit that show long oh, yeah, we ago. That, uh, he got mad because I hit on his sister. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but, but, yeah, so, um, yeah, there... Jack appeared on three different AOW shows. Of course, he uh, he first appeared on uh, Red Flags and Long Nights ten years ago, and then how has it been that long? Yeah, twenty eleven was when he wow. Yeah, then uh, he made an appearance in twenty thirteen uh, when Vampire Goddess was hosting her show on AOW called Love Bites. Oh, and, I love I remember Love Bites. I love that, and then. Uh, he appeared on one of the very, very early editions of Outlaw Radio. And all three times talking about what he loves the most was feet, feet, white women's feet. How was it that he was not best friends with Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> I don't know. Because, I mean, Quentin Tarantino's been, you know, not as graphic as Jack, but pretty open about the fact that he's got a foot fetish and anyone who has seen uh, once upon a time in Hollywood knows how much Quentin loves feet because I mean, I think Margot Robbie is one of the most beautiful actresses in Hollywood. Uh, and I've seen more of her feet in once upon a time in Hollywood than I saw of her tits and Wolf of wall street. So uh, how about uh, another one that Quentin Tarantino was in? Of course, that one, this one I'm talking about, directed by Robert Rodriguez, the one that you would expect to be tr two criminals on the run that are just going to end up getting themselves killed in the end. No, they make it across the Mexican border only to find them in a really bad situation. Oh, I love that movie. From Dusk Till Dawn, yes. So yeah, I swear, I swear that is one of my top ten favorite movies of all time. But uh, my, the scene, one of my favorite lines from that—that that is a matter of opinion, and I don't give a fuck about yours. Yes, of course. There's that scene when they're on their way to Mexico, riding in the RV, and Quentin T Tarantino, of course, plays a perverted rapist, and he's just staring down Juliet Lewis and. What's focused first and foremost uh, as he's staring her down? Her I gotta say, it was, you know, I'm not much of a footman, especially compared to Jack. She's got some very pretty feet. Yeah, Juliet Lewis did. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, I even uh, accommodated Jack a little bit uh, with my ex-girlfriend uh, one time uh, when I was dating Auburn and... Um, this is when uh, we first, I first actually found out about Jack. And we had they had the laser system, of course. And he was on uh, K phone, is where I first heard him. And so we decided to do a little something for Jack. And we called up his laser box. I grabbed 
Auburn's feet, and I'm kissing on her feet and describing her toes a little <laughs> bit to him. And oh boy, he he's he called. You can tell. Oh, the I guy. can imagine you. If he had a way to record that, I'm guaranteeing you he did. Oh, I I know he. Uh, I think he had a little tape recorder and he kept that. You know. I mean, yeah, his uh, fetishes were a bit out there. I mean, in that uh, episode of Red Flags and Long Nights, because I, I was listening to that a little bit, John asked him, well, if the girl's got the rottenest vagina but has ni- has the nicest feet, will you make the exception? <laughs> and Jack's like, oh, I'm not all about the sex. Uh, the feet are more important to me. Yeah, he was like, yeah, no, I'm all, I- I'm all, you know, she could have, you know, basically total fucking gangrene rock crotch. She's got sexy feet on there. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Now, Jack was uh, Jack was a character. I love the man. But, you know, what was even cooler about Jack, you know, we can sit and talk about the foot fetish. And, of course, I mean, you know, he threw her right out there on front street. He called himself Jack, the foot man, for God's sakes. All we're, right, we're, all right. Yeah, we, we are not burying the lead there in any way, shape, or form. But... What was really cool that I liked is in every other aspect of life, he was just a great dude and had one of the really cool, unique voices and uh, did quite a bit of voiceover work for us and was really good at it. Oh, yeah. I I remember, you know, there's there was that time on my telespace where I can't remember it, one of his teams lost. I don't know if it was the Phillies or the... Uh, or the uh, Eagles or something. And he was like, I'm upset and I'm going to throw this radio right across the room. <laughs> and he did. And he, he screamed. And I'm thinking, I actually thought. Uh, the- he was a true form Philly boy. And they are <laughs> fanatics about their teams. Yes. So I I told him because uh, it, was, it was the time when uh, you and Tommy had interviewed Jake the Snake Roberts. And I was working on the advertising for it. And I, I said, Jack, I want you to scream like you did in that message. And you, and sure enough, here, there's there's Jack. Oh my God! Here comes the DDT. And Jack did it so perfectly. I think actually, uh, for those that care to you know listen to that very first Stunner Wrestling uh, interview, which by the way, let me throw this out on Front Street also was. God fucking awful. We had no business interviewing somebody with that much talent on, I think it was our third show. I don't know if it was your third show, but it was definitely. It was was in like the top five uh, of our first shows because Tommy arranged that early and we were still getting our feet wet. We had no idea. This was our really first podcast. And. We were green as shit, did not know what the hell we were doing. Uh, we had no concept of editing. So I know for at least the first you know, handful of shows, with the exception of Jake, because we had no way of editing, we would record the show. And at sometimes we would get to the point where we were almost to the end and we would fuck up and not realize, oh, hey, wait, you can actually fuck up and just work through it. No, we would stop and we literally tried to script the show like you would a TV show or something yeah. like that, which was completely fucking retarded of us. 
those first shows were bad, but if, uh, you can find it uh, on YouTube, that first interview with Jake the Snake, and I believe uh, Jack's work is in that, so you can hear that there. And unfortunately, it is not. He, he was only on the uh, on the ads, which I do believe I unfortunately ha- have lost. Um, oh, well, that's but, too bad. But, but uh, all, yeah, I also... Just as well, nobody needs to ever listen to that interview ever again. <laughs> Remember, I replayed it in AOW Classics earlier yes, this year. Yes, you did, and I'm sorry to anyone who had to listen to that. But, uh, you know... He, I'd often ask Jack to uh, do a little voiceovers for me here and there back in the early days. He always accommodated, and it was, it was always very brilliant work. And I remember uh, when when Baby Quay had passed away. I wanted she too had done some voice work for me. She was very talented. So I asked I asked Jack to sing, and. Um, and uh, we deci- we decided it would be best if he sang "Amazing Grace." And oh my goodness, the man had some pipes. Yeah, there's no arguing that. I mean, you know, to listen to him talk, you wouldn't think he would have the kind of voice to do the announce work and commercial type work that he did. But then you hear things like, well, him singing "Amazing Grace" and some of the voiceover work that he's done with us over the years was I mean it was like night and day you'd think he had a different person doing it but you could tell it was him he just you know when he went into pro mode and to do stuff like that oh, the yeah. man the man should have been doing that for a living he was really that good God I do wonder though in our politically correct society and Black Lives Matter how much shit he would get cuz he liked to be he loved it when uh, white girls called him the n word and he, he his I am a black man that loves to kiss lick and smell white women's feet but yeah I'm pretty sure I, I- I don't know that he would have taken shit because the liberal dickheads out there would know whether to shit or go blind on that one because, <laughs> you know, if he, if it, if the opposite was true, if he'd have been a white man saying the opposite, of course he would have been, you know, given ten kinds of hell. But as a black man, they would have just probably exploded because they would have been like, I am so offended, but I have to defend the. <laughs> I remember he also went went on uh, the when he first went on the shout wall and people were trying to tell him to uh, you know they call him a wigger and they they'd they'd say you're white quit lying you're not black <laughs> it's like well I've seen the man's picture I've seen him on Jerry Springer you can't yeah, he's, there's video proof he's definitely not a white guy <laughs> yeah. yeah you know the the other things about Jack, like you watched that uh, that episode of Jerry Springer, the huge, huge black woman because they because Jack the Footman, I, as I I didn't state earlier, Jack the Footman was was blind, so they they said, well, if how do you know it's going to be a white woman's foot? So they bring out this really hefty black woman. That's the video I was talking about at yeah. the beginning of the show. And, and his fir- the first thing he says, wait a minute, it's a man's foot. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, oh, my. 
And uh, then, of what? course, the, the crowd starts chanting, lick her foot, lick her foot. So he, he accommodates them. That's one of the things I love best about Jack is, you know, he knew who he was. Yeah. And what he was. And he had no qualms about it. He had a great sense of humor about himself, which in this day and age, especially, there are so many people, especially, you know, anybody under the age of fucking 40 at this point. Nobody under the age of 40 anymore has a fucking sense of humor about themselves. <laughs> Jack was an upper middle aged black man. Who knew what he was? He knew his fetish. He knew his shit. And he had such a great sense of humor about it. He was offended by nothing. Only only when he... Uh, it was kind of funny, you know, um, back when I first encountered Fresno, of all people. Um, oh, fuck him. Yeah. Well, um, you know... J uh, Jack the Footman was actually on uh, the Legend System After Dark. That's where I first encountered Fresno. And uh, Fresno was pay paying a compliment. Or not Fresno, Jack was paying a compliment to Fresno. He's like, damn, what a voice. You should be in radio, whatnot. And three months later, there's there's Fresno trying to tear down uh Trying to trying to tear down Jack, saying that uh, how ridiculous he is, and and that he's not funny, and that uh, this and that, whatever you know, Fresno with this holier than thou bullshit that he tries to pull on people. Yeah, may he burn in hell. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, he ain't dead. He ain't dead. So yet anyway, matter. He he will burn in hell at some point. Trust me. Yeah. So here's Jack. He's he's like okay. You want to play this game? You want to bash and and see Jack could do it without without cussing too. And he goes out and he sings that song Fresno the Jailbird. Yeah, and uh, basic basically tears Fresno from one side of the other to the other and do, does it all without cussing. Uses his own his own uh, sense of humor. And his and his and his uh, singing voice, and made Fresno just look like the uh, dumber than what he already is. So, I mean, that's another thing. If you thought you uh, you're gonna bash with Fresno, uh, or not with Jack the Footman, you were in for a rude awakening because he could dish it right back out. And and you know, I mean, there, like I said, he could do it without cussing. I mean, I do it with cussing. Jason in Texas does it with cussing, you know, and whatnot. And I think even you, Stephen, you you'd do it with cussing. Jack the Footman wouldn't utter one swear word. I didn't lose you, did I? Uh, Stephen, if you can hear me, your audio dropped. Check you. Nope. I somehow muted myself. I don't know how I did that. Uh, what were you saying? No, I was uh, I was saying when you first started telling that story, I forgot out of all the stuff I've listened and seen and heard from Jack that I forgot that he was the blind black foot fetish guy equivalent of Jeff Foxworthy. He, I don't recall him ever using a curse word. I heard him like like one time he's he's talked about uh, 
you know how some girls send him some socks and uh, he, he yeah he did rub them on his dick and uh, <laughs> but <laughs> okay well I mean like ninety nine percent of his stuff that I've heard then if I mean in my case I think it was a hundred percent he was he worked totally clean he was like the you know Jay Leno of fucking foot fetish <laughs> shit yeah. And he made you, I, I lost count of how many times that man had me laughing so hard that I had tears running and gasping for breath. He was just naturally funny. He was, you know, obviously very good at self-deprecation because, like I said before, he knew who he was. He embraced it. He knew what people thought of it. He didn't give a shit. Yes. You know, and when you have that combination, you're going to be naturally funny because you don't care what people think about you. You know what I hope uh, people did too is, uh, you know, is for those, those uh, that loved him, I hope they didn't send flowers. I hope, uh, the, especially the women, I hope they sent him socks. Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> I will say one thing, uh, uh, because I do know he was a fan of his Philly sports teams, as just about every you know son and daughter of Philadelphia is. Uh, when we do close this out here in a little bit, uh, I'm sure you'll have to find the audio after the fact, but find the Eagles fight song and play that or Jack, because I know I'd love that. Actually, I do have a already picked a, a closing song here, which we're going to get to in a moment. And that's something I never heard this song before. In fact, I just Googled it. Song's going to be called Two Bare Feet by Katie Melua. I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, but it's going to be a cover, of course. That's a cover of that song by a group called um, New Jam. <laughs> Too bad it, to, uh, it should be toe jam with two bare feet. Uh, yeah, I would say. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. Let's, uh, real quick, just uh, out of curiosity, uh, how much time do we have left? Because I may, I, I want to play at least a little bit of the Eagles uh, fight song for Jack. Uh, we don't, we don't have uh, very much time, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Well, I won't yeah. do that. But uh, yeah, I, I will say this for Jack. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! <laughs> and I'm a Rams fan, so that takes a lot for me to say. So, I don't know. Yeah. You, when I think of Philadelphia, you know what I think? Cheesesteaks. Fuck no, because I'm allergic oh. to onions. But uh, I, I, I think going into the – because I'm a fight fan, I think going into the meat factory and punching the meat. You know, well, I think Rocky. Well, uh, I'm – Sure, you know, had he been able to see, he'd have been, you know, staring more at the boots and the boxing match and, you know, punching his meat to that. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, it is it is definitely time to wrap this show up. Uh, Jack, rest in peace. You're going to be missed by us uh, for sure. Seriously, brother. Uh, I hope you are getting just smothered in all kinds of beautiful white woman feet up there because that's your idea of heaven. I know it. So 
and you were a good man. So I have no doubt that that's where you are. So enjoy them toes, my man. Yes. So on tap for next week is yet to be determined. But like I said, uh, we're going to end the show with Two Bare Feet by New Jam. I want to say Toe Jam, but it's New Jam. <laughs> it's Toe Jam. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio. And we'll be back next week. Rest in peace, Jack. Take care. Peace out, brother. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio. you're in a band or maybe you run a radio show or podcast whatever you do you want to market your brand with custom made apparel look no further than fresh baked tees t-shirts hoodies tank tops caps beanies koozies banners and even masks you can get them all custom made from fresh baked tees prices are reasonable and negotiable Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today.
Support Outlaw Radio and Friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of OutlawRadioABS.com. Show the world how much you love Outlaw Radio with Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM Store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including the new Eden Nutritional Support System, the Ionic Toothbrush System, a better way to clean your teeth, Dr. Tongue's Tongue Cleaners, the High Ion BioKey Quantum Scalar Energy Pendant, EMF Mitigating Fabrics and Clothing, and some really cool infrared night vision binoculars. Are you and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency? Visit My Patriot Supply and purchase buckets of food with a 25-year shelf life. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live, entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Some of the best blends from around the world, including Serato and Grindhouse Brew. Visit OutlawRadioABS.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. You've heard the phrase, America's most loved brands. And what exactly did our loyalty to some of those most loved brands get us? I'll tell you what, money and lots of it. For organizations and their ideologies that directly conflict with American core values and the American way of life. Enter Etruzu.com, a place for patriots to buy and sell. You can open your own online store for as little as $25 per month and grow your business as big as you want. Buy from patriots and sell to patriots. Everything from ordinary household items to absolutely anything that's available from companies that do not have our country's best interests at heart. With Etruzu.com, you know who you're buying from and you know who you're selling to. Let's make your brand one of America's most loved. Get started at etruzu.com. E-T-R-U-Z-O-O.com. Etruzu, a place where patriots buy and sell. Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too. No matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Well, here I am sitting on the porch. 
writing another song about Waylon Willie, David Allen Cole. You can't go wrong. Such great outlaw boys just like me. Jones. You can't go wrong. 